1: And welcome to another sub-sub segment on fictional women around the world. And actually, I think this is even further sub, because right now we're like full up in Star Wars territory. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yes. Well, we're approaching, and I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff in uh, before the Obi-Wan Kenobi show comes out on Disney+, Plus, which is not currently a sponsor, uh, by showcasing (laughs) some of the badass women of Star Wars. So I apologize, but it's going to be a lot of Star Wars stuff for a little bit. Uh, yeah, and I did think about calling this uh, "fictional women around the galaxy," but I guess I shouldn't mess with the formula too much. <laughs>
2: well, I was thinking about that too. I was like, I guess it's universe, not the world, because mm-hmm. if we're going galactic, which we are, <laughs> then we should have we should be correct in the uh, right
1: the terminology.
2: Yeah, and where it is, and it's not just the world, not the Earth. We're going That's right
1: beyond beyond. <laughs> a galaxy far far away as they say (laughs) and I do I have to start this with like a correction because in our recent episode we did on Satine I said her name her last name Kurz which is how I always thought it was pronounced but it's Kreese according to something I watched recently so how dare you oh I know oh I'm sorry I'm letting everybody down (laughs) give me back one of your (laughs) outfits I don't no. Know which one. no, never. My uh, <laughs> Disco Luke cosplay is in full. Thr- like, I am so excited to share this outfit. <laughs> and I love that every time Star
2: Wars is mentioned, I have heard about Disco, Disco Luke, Luke.
1: Oh so my gosh. often.
2: I'm pretty this, excited about seeing this too, though. It's going to look spectacular. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> um,
1: well, in the meantime, we are focusing today. On Baru White Sun Lars. We do have a, a long awaited Ahsoka episode coming up because some of you have written in about it. It is coming, I promise. But today, Baru White Sun Lars. I have read so much amazing fan fiction about her. I really love her. I have a Baru trading card that I just keep. And sometimes I'll look at it like, what would Baru do? <laughs> what would Baru do? Interesting. Yeah. She has a plus six. It's like a card. Uh, Like kind of like Magic: The Gathering, but for Star Wars. So she has a plus six buffer. So that's pretty good. Anyway. no (laughs) idea what this means. Yeah, I did. I didn't figure you would. Which okay. (laughs) Speaking of, also, I as we did with Satine, I'm just gonna kind of run through this, Samantha. Uh Um, And if you have any questions, I know it's confusing. uh, Let me know. know. This is learn. This one's less confusing than Satine. That one was a. That one was a whole, that was a whole thing. thing. That was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It was quite a bit. <laughs> All right. So, if you're kind of, if you're like Samantha and you're like, I'm not, I don't know this, this name, it's Aunt Baru. It's uh, Luke Skywalker's Aunt Beru who dies tragically early Look in quickly. A New Hope. Yeah. So, this character has been a present in every draft of A New Hope. Ever since the first one, there's been some version or another of Baru. And she's always been a defender of Luke Skywalker, whether from Tusken Raiders or from her husband, Owen. She was first portrayed by British actor Sheila Fraser. In the 1981 National Public Radio Star Wars radio drama, she was portrayed by Anne Gretty. Australian actress Bonnie Marie Peace was cast as a young brew for the prequels and now in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I was able to make that connection. You were, and I thought it was Satine. And now you and know I was who like, Satine nope. is. Yes. But yes, you were correct. I like, and I was like, no. the learner has become the master. Yes. And I would yes. say that was one of my one proud moment. That was awesome. I was like, oh, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> that is your skill, though. You were good at the actors got, and connections. the eyes. Mm-hmm, you do. Uh, interestingly, in the original ending of Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan hands the baby, Baby Luke, to Owen, but they reshot it because George Lucas thought it, quote, felt it would be better if Luke were handed over to a woman. Hmm. hmm. I mean, she does care for him more. Anyway, okay. Uh, so, Baru Whitesun, Barun White Sun, our Baroon White Lars, was the wife of Owen Lars and guardian to Luke Skywalker. She was a human woman who was born and later died on Tatooine. As a child, Baru was shy and had dreams of opening a restaurant or cafe... In Anchorhead, which is on Tatooine, Uh, by the way, if you didn't know. This dream took hold after a teacher told her that her blue milk cheese was the best he had ever had. Uh, That it was like she was born to make it. The blue milk cheese. The blue milk cheese. Uh, When she got older, she fell in love with Owen Lars, who was the son of a moisture farmer named Teg Lars and stepbrother of Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker. I had such a fun time explaining this to my mom recently (laughs) because she's like, are they even related not technically, no. So, Clegg Lars freed Shamie Skywalker, who's Anakin Skywalker's mother, uh, Luke Skywalker's grandmother, and married her, so there's that connection. Baru and Owen started dating in earnest, and by the time we see them in Attack of the Clones, they were solidly together. During the Clone Wars, Shmi was abducted by Tusken Raiders, which drew Anakin to Tatooine in a bid to save her. But he was too late, and he slaughtered the Tusken encampment. After his mother died in his arms, at the funeral, Baru served blue milk and cheese. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, Within three years of the event, Baru had married Owen and taken on his last name. Clegg died, and the couple now in ownership of the moisture farm decided to try for a child, but were met with infertility issues, and they considered going to a fertility droid for help. When the Republic fell and the Empire rose, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, showed up and tasked them with raising Anakin's child and their nephew, Luke Skywalker. Upon taking him in, Brew told Owen that they were going to raise him as their own. Though they didn't have much, she took every chance she could to spoil him. She loves him. Yeah. It's so sweet.
2: (laughs) Well, Um, I I just remember the scene where she's defending him, trying to leave. And she's like, you can't mm -hmm. keep him here all all his life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry. She was, no, no. I, I love her. So, Baru and Owen raised Luke for the next 19 years, and Baru often, yeah, he defended Luke in the face of Owen's overprotectiveness and gruffness when it came to Luke's interest. Owen was afraid that Luke would follow in his father's footsteps and become a Jedi Knight, something he was desperate to prevent, hence part of the reason he basically forbade Obi-Wan from seeing Luke, um, which I'm pretty sure we're going to see play out in the show. Luke's recklessness didn't help. Uh, He once tried to take on a slaving gang by himself at the age of eight and almost got himself kidnapped. Uh, At one point, Owen was abducted by the Wookiee bounty hunter, Chrysanthemum, who was just in Book of Boba Fett, and there was a big debate about how to pronounce his name, so I hope I got that right. (laughs) Is this the one that you really dislike? No, that's Cad Bane. Okay, okay, I had a nightmare about him last night. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, that's 100% true. (laughs) I believe this. Um, But yes, Owen was abducted at the behest of Jabba the Hutt for unpaid water taxes, uh, the water taxes and all that whole situation is a whole thing on Tatooine. Um, and Baru went out after him with a rifle, telling Luke to stay put at the homestead. Owen was determined to keep Luke on planet, um, constantly delaying the, his attempts to get off Tatooine. But Baru argued that Luke just wasn't a farmer and they were going to have to let him go eventually. Soon after this conversation, Baru and Owen were killed by Imperial soldiers looking for the droids they'd purchased the day before, with the plans to the Death Star. Luke found their burned bodies and home and it spurred him to leave Tatooine to join with the rebellion. There's a whole thing where you can, Beru is like reflecting on her death. It's kind of strange as a lot of things are in Star Wars. But she thinks, quote, I really wish Luke hadn't seen that. Then again, if he hadn't, he never would have gone off with old Ben, met the princess, destroyed the Death Star, and saved the galaxy. So I guess things did turn out all right in the end, didn't they? Which is, wow, what a thing to think when you've been burned alive. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very confused by that setup. It's very, uh, yeah, it's confusing. (laughs) I do not argue with that. So while we don't see it in the movies, Luke mourned for them after the Battle of Yavin. That's in the books and comics, um, and later returned to Obi Wan's hut and read stories about some of their interactions with them. And because you, you know, I got to do it. Uh, this is what I'm more familiar with. Just to confuse everyone, here's a recap of her in Legends, which again is no longer Disney canon. So it's like Disney is this uh, Legends. What was what was before Disney?
2: I, again, I think I'll never stop saying I don't understand the canon
1: stuff. But keep going. I, a lot of it I don't either, and it's annoying me because they keep picking things from Legends and making it canon, and then I get all confused. Anyway, who's this is why. By canon. the way, who is they that? Who is picking that? Kind of like Disney higher ups, and I actually okay. learned there's a position for like continuity. I talked about it in a Satine episode, That's right? That um, sounds like a position you should have. Uh, <laughs> That's Obviously. what I'm saying. But then we'd get like much happier endings, surprisingly enough. <laughs> 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 like, and then he went and lived happily ever after. We'd never have to see him again. Don't worry then um, stop asking questions. Yeah, he's good. He's good. <laughs> stop asking questions. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Can I rant for a sec? Please.
1: it's a similar main story, but in Legends, Baru came from a family that had been in moisture farming for three generations, and they had a reputation for toughness, and a particular disposition for moisture farming. She had two siblings, and right before the onset of the Clone Wars, she met Owen Lars and started dating him. Uh, she grew close to his family, his father, Clegg, and stepmother Shmi Skywalker, who was um, certain the two would get married. Clegg liked that she could keep up with him in verbal sparring matches, and Baru had many friends. Many of them were women i feel like i couldn't find this so this must be like something else which is called fanon i could have sworn her family were what they're called like singers they help people escape tatooine in bad situations on tatooine but i didn't find that even though it's like firmly lodged in my brain that that's what i remember Hmm. all right so in this version Baru had to convince owen to take luke like he didn't want to do it she had to convince him to do it uh, they told neighbors they gave Luke the name Skywalker to honor the memory of Shami Skywalker. Uh, Baru loved Luke. She'd carry him around the farm as a baby in a sling to collect mushrooms, and she would take him with her when she went into Anchorhead to get supplies. She played with him, and they laughed a lot. And When he got older, she taught him lessons on compassion and patience. When he was sick, she would sing him these lullabies about the persistence of love. Uh, and she did all of this while working on the moisture farm. Upkeeping the hydroponics lab, which oh. I like, and finding ways to make roots, uh, the roots she could get her hands on, into creative dishes that would stretch. Because the roots on Tatooine are like, take a machete to them and no, nothing. Okay. <laughs> They're very tough. They're very tough. She had mixed feelings about Kenobi watching them. Uh, And he often would offer help, and she didn't know how to feel about that. She didn't want to be indebted to him. She and Owen eventually decided to just kind of ignore him. (laughs) She later changed her mind, though, deciding Owen was being too hard on Kenobi after he saved Luke from a crate Dragon as a child. And this led to an argument between her and Owen, like a frequent argument about it. She and Owen also decided to try and keep All Stuff Jedi from Luke, Which caused Owen to yell at Luke on several occasions when he would do this Jedi stuff. or He would use the Force, uh, even though he didn't know what that was or what he was doing. Um, Owen grounded Luke for asking questions about his father as well. And this was a point of tension in Beru and Owen's relationship. Uh, He lashed out at her on more than one occasion for suggesting they should accept Luke was going to leave one day. Uh, she convinced Owen to allow Luke to throw a goodbye dinner for his friend, Big Starlighter, reminding him he hadn't said goodbye to his stepbrother, Anakin, before he left. She admitted that while she believed that they should let Luke leave, she she wanted him to stay too. Um, and here's the here's a divergence. <laughs> In this version, Luke begged Owen to invite the Jawas so that they could get more droids, with the goal of getting enough that he could leave. Um, And, of course, the droids they purchased uh, brought the wrath of the Empire on them. While Luke was gone, stormtroopers arrived and burned the Lars' homestead. They cooperated with the stormtroopers, but Darth Vader ordered them killed and watched as they died over Hollow. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. When Luke found their burnt bodies, he buried them and left with Obi-Wan. He later returned with Leia to give them a proper burial, and he put a pendant depicting Beru when she was young over her burial site. So that's... Darth Vader, that's messed up. That's Darth (laughs) That's That's gruesome. Around and about, Statue, there were rumors that the Tuscans killed them and Luke. And that also another rumor was that Luke himself killed them. But later, a galactic historian described her as a woman who, quote, helped shape the man that became a galactic hero. And she was well-loved and she was well-remembered. and I love her. Um, I know there's some stuff about her being like too traditionally feminine and quiet, but she has like this like really steady strength and love and kindness. And I just, I've always loved her. I love that fan fiction treats her so well too. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, she was
2: pretty dismissed in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was so quick that I was like, I think when I first watched it with y'all, I said, wait, they're dead? Wait, mm-hmm. is no one going <laughs> to process this? Did he? Did they kill him? Like, I was so confused. (laughs) Even to the point that you had to, I guess, like, where's their... I don't get it. What's happening? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Because it was so quickly passed by that Mm -hmm. I was very confused about what just happened.
1: That It traumatized me as a kid. I couldn't watch that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I just love her so much. I am... I'm worried. I'm excited and worried Mm -hmm. about... The Kenobi show. As much as I'm building it, I'm I'm nervous, and I hope that she, they <laughs> so treat much her well. expectations. Yeah. Well, I'm generally pretty low key. It's not but, just you, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but I I love these characters so much, and I've been kind of burnt before. So <laughs> I uh, hope that the the characters as awesome as I I feel in my heart, she truly is uh, in the show. Yeah. Yeah, well, that is what I have to say about Baru for now. I feel like this is a great, like, thank you for
2: letting me know about her. Because, again, it was so swept and it was so quick that I was like, what just happened? So this was a nice, like, okay. But now I can't watch that scene anymore.
1: It's upsetting. It's still yeah. gets me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were, oh, and I didn't even mention, like, they knew the danger of taking him in. Like, they right. knew... It was illegal to have a Force-sensitive child and not turn them in. And I don't, this was never intended, but now they've made so much material that if Luke had gone and joined the Imperial Academy, he would have had to take the test that mm. proves you're Force-sensitive and he probably would have been captured or killed. So, I, I don't know. That whole, like, delaying him, like, please don't leave, please don't leave. Right. Oh, geez. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. So many thoughts, so many thoughts. So many thoughts. Uh, yes, well, soon I will have the Ahsoka episode. Uh, but in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed it. And as always, if you have any suggestions, please let us know. You can email us at Momstuff mom at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip
2: at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This
1: episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter.